0: Award-winning motion picture producer, Samuel L. Bronkowitz.
1: I have spent a lifetime in the motion picture industry. Now, after 50 years in Hollywood, I
2: have finally produced what I feel is the finest motion picture ever made. I have called it the Kentucky Fried Movie. The Kentucky Fried Movie heralds the return to traditional values. I'm not wearing any pants.
1: Film at 11. It is a film of heartfelt passion. A great love story. Oh, take me to the drive and prove you love me. Hey, 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 we are sexy and 17. I was, trying to, I was trying to think of the Winger song, Only 17, but uh, it's never an only occasion with 70 movies in, we saw in the 70s. I'm Mike McPadden. I wrote the books uh, Heavy Metal Movies and Teen Movie Hell. From Madison, Wisconsin, my co-host.
2: Ben Reiser. I write the books that make the young girls cry. Oh. <laughs> um, if I were
1: to and write And from uh, Green... Something Wood. New York <laughs> Greenwood Oh that's a, You're right It's such a hard thing To remember Greenwood Just like that neighborhood In Brooklyn right No that's Greenport. Greenwood Lake Greenwood Lake Glenwood uh, Introduce in yourself Glenwood, friend. Glenwood Road
0: and yeah. Chad Pillieri. How are you guys I'm all about Chad That's
1: right And uh The Groove Tube episode Even more famous yes. Last week Last episode Tremendous You know It was a great show And oh. everybody Everybody loved it I'm glad to Everybody that. So Yeah. Even after we cut out
2: a whole section of it. (laughs) And then even after we cut out the whole last forty minutes and made it its own mini app, which is something Which is so friggin' great, which is
1: just stellar. Yeah. So And
0: then we rediscovered that uh Scumfest show which was just spectacular. Oh my
1: god. Yeah. And we're gonna post that this week. So we held on to that Ah. time bomb. We've well, we have yeah, a we have. we're
2: gonna be we're gonna be doing the Patreon thing. I know you. I know out yeah. there in podcast land, everyone was wondering, when of these guys gonna drop the hammer, to start charging <laughs> us money for stuff. Uh, that
1: will be this week, yeah. and uh, we'll be uh, doing a Chad. We're gonna Shanghai you, which I know is not a term we should use anymore, but uh, we're going to uh, <laughs> whatever they did to sailors and drunk men uh, into doing another mini episode where we talk about also showing this week. And we'll slice that off, and then we'll put that uh, on our $5 membership level.
0: Oh, sounds good.
2: But we do have the entire Tracy Lord's Ex-Lovers set from Scumfest 3, live at CBGB's, a videotape. You'll be able to judge for yourself whether I backed down after some bozo hit me in the face with a roll of toilet paper, or whether I I gave him the business and then moved on with the rest of my show. (laughs) I, I thought it
1: I thought you took it in the spirit with which it was probably intended which was in good fun. Yeah. And you gave him a little I see you motherfucker yeah. and it just seemed like a rollicking good time up there. Yeah. So
2: I have I there have been many a time when I've gotten off stage or more more frequently I've been in a movie theater <laughs> much like in another Patreon soon to be clip <laughs> where we take a take a scene out of real life and and in a day at school and talk about cursing oh, out an old woman at a at a movie theater. But I but I, I've I was I'll tell you this story. This is a good way to start off this episode. You always know, need a little precursor before we jump into yeah. today's film, which is, by the way, Kentucky Fried Movie. This all was originally supposed to be one big episode with Chad. We've now stretched it into three. It'll be a four parter Chad Polari, the first four-part Epic. guest. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, just the multiple man.
2: Epic. But um, uh, Jim Healy, our ombudsman, yes. and and I went to see um uh, one of those Christopher Nolan movies that was being released, uh, I think, on 70mm film. What was that? It was that completely incoherent Inception. one. Inception? No, no, oh, no. Oh,
1: no, the space oh, one. The space uh, one, which is right uh, right after that?
2: Interstellar. Yeah. So we drove to a Chicago suburb near where Jim grew up uh, and wanted to go to the first matinee of, of Interstellar that's showing in 70 millimeter. And it was like 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. Um, and we didn't expect to anyone else to be in the theater. But there were some people in the theater, including these two guys who were sitting a couple rows ahead of us. Of course, they were on their cell phones all through the whole, all through the 20 minutes that we were sitting there before the movie started. And, you know, because it was on film, I think that they had shut down all the DCP stuff that they normally have at the theater. So there were no coming attractions or anything. So the lights went down and Interstellar kicked in. And these guys were still on their phones. And Jim takes none of that shit. So he immediately, like, stood up and was like, like, Hey, you guys are going to get off your phones now, right? They, <laughs> these guys were too like, they, they just come out of like a deer blind or something. They were in full camo. Oh, <laughs> Lord. They yeah. stood up and turned back and they said, what? Like, you know, I think they even yeah. spit at us. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow, so I spent damn. the entire time at Interstellar thinking when this movie's over, we're going out to the parking lot and we're going to get the shit beat out of us or killed one or the other. And so I have no memory of that movie. Uh, but so there have been many nights like that. But that CBGB's, uh was not that. I was not afraid of whoever that was. How dare you?
0: Oh, you know, I, you know that brought that brings me a memory. One day, well, not today, but we have to discuss our low speed car chase on. Uh,
2: oh yeah! Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that was a version of the o,
0: of the OJ chase. Our version. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Mike must know that story. I don't. Know. I don't know. was a two There was a. There was a we were, we were, I was picking up everybody on the way to my house for a Tracy Lord's X-Lover's band rehearsal in my parents' basement. And we were stuck on Campus Road, which is a tiny little one-way street by Brooklyn College <laughs> that was always impossible to get down. Because if anyone was trying to park, cars could not get past them.
1: Right. And, and it, like, curves. It yeah, winds. It
2: curves. Yeah. It's just a It's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and it's also very hard to find parking around there while college is in session because all these kids have their own cars and they're looking to park. So we spend 20 minutes stuck on this side street where we couldn't back up. There's cars behind us, car in front of us because these assholes are trying to like parallel park into this tiny little space <laughs> that probably wasn't even a real parking space. Anyway, they finally get three quarters of the way into the space, enough for people to finally get around them. And as we drive past them, I roll down my window and I... What did I say? I said, fucking asshole! You're, like, you,
0: you're like you're really? like
2: but i was driving this car i think it was my chevy nova was, and it was like it was so maybe, maybe three part. out of six spark plugs were functioning and so the thing wouldn't go more than 10 miles an hour So as we drive past we look behind us and we
0: realize I mean, these guys, like, man, what are you doing
2: they've, they've spent 20 minutes trying to get into this spot but because i cursed them out they're like fuck that and they pull right back out and they're oh, chasing us
0: and ben, oh, and, ben, and ben has it floored. He's doing like six
1: miles an hour. <laughs> it's like, Argh. and I'm like, what are you crazy? And these guys were at, definitely. At some
2: point um, we were on big. a, we were on a wider side street and they got past us and like stopped in front of us and got out of the car. And now I'm backing up at six miles an hour. Oh, and Lord. these guys
0: are chasing and Wasn't it like a milkman or like a, like who got out was like helping them out? Like, Hey. Yeah. Right.
2: Like, right.
0: So they, they so easily got ahead of us. I think it was even on your block or you know, around that East Well, that was the thing.
2: There. Then like, I, I didn't want to go home because I didn't calm. want them to know like, where I lived. I was like,
0: holy shit. And Ben was like, shut up. And he's just like backing up full force at eight, eight, eight miles an hour. Yeah.
2: That was a tough one.
0: But we somehow escaped. I don't know how we didn't get our butts.
2: Well, eventually they beat. were like, ah, fuck
0: these guys. <laughs> I think it was so pathetic. They were like, you know what? This is it's too sad. And also the
2: jokes on them because they lost that spot.
0: Exactly. We were like, you know what? Was it worth it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might have been worth me getting punched in the face just for them to have lost that spot. That was.
1: Yeah. No, no So ultimately it, you walk away a winner. Yeah. In that no, one.
0: I, I would have got my. You probably would have been fine. They would have punched my face.
1: That's true. Even yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Kentucky Fried Movie Boys. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a, uh, a tremendous film. One of the greats. Uh, let's talk about the first time we saw it. Do we recall? You
2: know, I I, like I said, I had this I had this long running urge to see Groove Tube because of I'd seen it in the Playboy spread. And so it's possible that that the the first time I noticed Kentucky Fried Movie and Groove Tube playing as a double bill, I took that as my cue to be able to see Groove Tube. It was probably at the college. I really don't remember. I'm, I'm sure I saw that double bill. That bill,
1: that double bill played like nonstop for eight years and it played both the college and the Nostrand.
0: Yeah. Right. And I saw this exactly with the groove tube, but with a wonderful experience to share with my mother and some of my younger friends, <laughs> back you to mentioned. back movie and uh, bring me into my manhood, so to speak.
1: Yes. And then uh, Caligula finished it off. Yes. Know, post so, manhood. Well, after I, that, I, I don't know. Yeah. Was,
0: was was Caligula before or after? I don't
1: know. Well, well Caligula was before. was nineteen seventy nine. Oh, so it was after. Into was, yes. eighty. Um, so it was after. But but this movie played so many different times. It was so different years that hey, you couldn't got to see it.
2: Mike, something I read today that I didn't bother to confirm. Maybe yeah. you know. I I saw something about how
1: both of these films got, at some point got edited down to PG and uh, got dude, and, and I. I saw that note, too. I've never seen that hide nor hair anywhere. No. That was an IMDb trivia thing. and So, I'm sorry, I just stepped on that bit of trivia. No, 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 no. That's The idea was that it was uh, somehow Groove Tube and Kentucky Fried Movie were cut down to PG's and sent out as a PG-rated double feature. It's impossible to imagine.
0: It would be like 15 minutes long each movie. It it wouldn't be a a (laughs) feature-length film, yeah.
1: It just wouldn't, yeah. Now,
0: politically, th- these movies both strike me, and I'm not sure if I'm being politically correct, and being Jewish, I could say this, as two different sides of incredibly Jewish humor.
1: I would like, say you're right, yes. yeah.
0: You know, airplanes, the quick, yeah. hey, da 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 you know, yeah. like the uh, Zucker Brothers type of thing, and Kent Javier yeah. was more of the, I'm, um, you know, I'm a pothead and living in the East Village or whatever type of uh, Jewish humor, so I found that. Two sides of the Jewish humor spectrum.
1: Well, it's also one. groove tube is very New York, and the uh, Kentucky Fried movie is very Los Angeles, very yes. LA, very West That's, Coast. Is that well. where the Zucker and Abrams grew up? In, in I believe California? that is where they grew up. But uh, as we talked about last time, they went to uh, UW Madison.
2: Yeah, and I did. Re- re- I didn't know that. I yeah. forgot that that they were that they were here
1: where they mm-hmm. established the Kentucky Fried Theater. And then moved it out to Hollywood. And above one, that, big, one of
2: them has become like an arch conservative jerk off in recent years, right? Yes,
1: and I saw his because uh, you know me and, and and this friend of mine, we used to go to see all the uh, like those crazy Jesus movies that play like one night only. Yeah, but um, so this this was actually this was not one of them, but but it was of that ilk. So I don't miss any of those movies. An American Carol, which was his like airplane style send up of a Christmas Carol with Chris Farley's brother is Michael Moore. And uh oh,
0: that's so good.
1: Yeah. But I I don't know that he's still right wing like that. I think I, I think, he, he, I think he is. Uh, really? Uh. I, don't
2: you think that once these guys go right wing they never go back? Well, I mean if we I mean I think
1: um I mean Dennis Miller isn't he still right wing? Yeah, he is, but he makes a lot of money doing that. Um
2: Oh, oh you're you saying know. maybe this What which one is it? Is it David Zucker or
1: I Don't remember if it's Jim Abrams I think it's Jim Who, everyone? Who was everyone Yeah it was Jim Abrams I think it's
2: one of the two brothers Maybe I'm wrong Let's I feel like one brother is talking Carol. to the other
1: brother I, I don't know man well, I maybe. think Trump has like Cured a lot oh, of okay. Right wing impulses Because you know I was I was a rather outspoken libertarian For most of my life Until uh, 2016 plus one day I think about- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Yeah you- you, you. And I think that uh, David Zucker You're right David Zucker directed an American Carol
0: Don't they have a very like Carradine look Those guys like uh... No am I wrong well, Which one I don't know
1: <laughs> The three Carradine brothers I, I, was, I was watching something the other day And I just said they have to have three different mothers And they do <laughs> Keith, David, and uh, Robert They could not look less uh, alike maybe, a Keith. Maybe,
0: maybe they have a Keith Carody muck a
2: little bit. I'll tell you this. But. I think it's it's hard to not compare and contrast these two movies and to sort of like, you know, put them up against each other. One of the things that's hard to avoid is the fact that now I've seen this movie any number of times, including twice right. in the last three weeks, including today. And today I watched it knowing that these guys are actually in the movie. I still have right. no idea who they are, except I know that one of them plays the Beave. Yeah, and, and he's and, so
1: funny He's great
2: Yeah but I couldn't yeah. But I couldn't point him out In any of the other bits I, Either he's the same guy who's, Who zips up his fly in the car In that really right. short skit um, But they're all in this movie But they have no screen presence And, they, and they're all yeah, the no. guys They're the guys in the last bit Who were watching the couple have watching sex Watching the, the, the yeah. TV But I I still couldn't I agree I do
1: think that He's so good as the beaver though I mean I think he really Makes that whole thing Yeah So uh, I I saw this This is one of the first movies I I, Maybe the only movie I ever saw on Betamax (laughs) Which was at A friend of a friend's house And like I Couldn't I barely survived I was laughing so hard
2: I like, like that I you miss. had a friend who had Betamax, just like we had Alan Broadway. I was going to say, that, were
0: sure. you over Alan's yeah. house when that special? I don't think they ever actually used that Betamax machine to watch a movie. Just to,
1: <laughs> well, this wasn't even like it. this was a kid who lived across the street from my friend. Uh-huh. Like one day we were all off from school and we got to watch Kentucky Fried Movie. Uh, but I'll say I saw the trailer for Kentucky Fried Movie right before Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. Oh, nice. And the trailer is pretty fucking traumatizing. It really freaked me out. Um, cause it's like an original, you know, back when they used to make like original short films as trailers. So there's an old man in a director's chair with like a plaid blanket on right. his lap, like really looking decrepit. He says, I'm Samuel L. Bronkowitz and I'm presenting the greatest motion picture ever made. And then they, um, Show the family at Thanksgiving With the dead kid falling into the plate of food Face first Cutting to uh, Felix Silla The little person in the clown costume Bull whipping the screen With somebody chained up behind oh my him God. And then it careens into this like rapid cuts of violence, of like the karate stuff, the car crashing through the wall, the gorilla screaming and tearing the screen <laughs> apart. I was pretty well, well freaked out. I, what I, I was going
2: to say, I'll say it now. That Rick Baker in that gorilla costume is genuinely frightening at the very best. Yeah, stage. when he yeah. comes at the camera, and he's got like red eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is scarier than most of these. Like, that's well, uh, Rick Baker. I mean it is yeah. that.
1: Yeah well Rick Baker uh, Created I mean the ultimate gorilla Man Rick Baker the uh, Makeups and costume genius And he created uh, the schlock Costume which was John Landis's first Movie in 73 which was a Parody of like monsters run amok Movie with, where Landis himself Played the gorilla schlock also <laughs> yeah. a Very funny movie got him on the Tonight show a couple of times because Johnny Carson Happened to see it yeah Thought it was a riot Here's an, here's one more question For you Mike Yes. I
2: keep reading that and they even have something about it in the end credits that they that in order to get this film financed they did a 10-minute chunk of yeah. it and showed that to investors. Do you know what that
1: 10-minute chunk was? I don't actually know. I've ne- I I've never heard it nailed down, but I've heard them talking about that. And they tell a story about they went to one guy's a dentist and they uh and uh John Landis wrote on his sneaker, like on the, on the rubber part of his high top. This guy is a schmuck, and the guy goes, "What did he write on his shoe? I'm a schmuck."
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are some other movies that that got financed that way? I, I think Evil oh, Dead, a lot. Evil Dead. Yeah. I think they yeah, made like a short
1: version of what else you got? Uh, I don't know offhand, but th- that's a that's a I think a common thing, especially like with these cult classics. that yeah. Um, oh, I just listened to Barry Sonnenfeld's book, which is friggin great and uh blood simple right and and they shot the uh scene with uh, the bullets flying through the wall with those oh, rays yeah. of light yeah and and that I would really impress the investors I would yeah. have
2: guessed either that or the scene where he's burying Dan Hadaya. that's another great like sequence yeah. that would have worked perfectly yeah. as a
1: calling card and then all the investors saw the finished movie and freaked out they hated it so much. oh really so, yeah wow. yeah so um and then you know felix silla who is the little person with the whip you know that he played cousin it he's in a lot of stuff but yeah. most famous as cousin it on the adams family i just so, saw that
2: some that one one of the that the one of i don't think was he the main little person in jackass just died
1: He's not the main He's okay, not we He so. was another He was a wrestler He was a Second second string Okay But um, At the top No So it's, uh, First of all, I would like to If I may I'd like to dedicate This episode To my uncle Bobby Who recently passed away
2: Oh, Sorry to hear it well, He was my
1: hippie that. uncle In the 70s Thank you Very beloved Surrogate father For me a lot Inspired the whole Dirty bums thing That me and Aaron Are obsessed with Uh but he went to see Kentucky Fried Movie when it opened like that, like the, the first Friday night or something. And I had seen the Joel Siegel review of it, and it looked fucking hilarious. First, I was traumatized by the trailer. Then the Joel Siegel review looked hilarious. They showed the feel around scene, and they showed the Willer Beer commercial as his clips. And I was like, this is amazing. So I was like, Uncle Bobby, how is that Kentucky Fried He goes, it was stupid. And then I was like, well, what happened to it? And so he starts telling me everything in the movie and cracking, like crying, laughing as he's telling me. He's like, it was so stupid. He didn't You're want me. To, I, he didn't want me to feel bad that I wasn't allowed to see it, uh, I think. He was looking sense. out for me. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh so But in terms of like this type of comedy, to me, this is my shit. Because it's, this is like, to me, the bridge between what I like about the 60s counterculture and 70s punk and specifically what's funny about punk And it's you know the National Lampoon That early Saturday Night Live All this and these two movies especially And like the only other kind of Parallel bridge is John Waters But it's different Because his early stuff is so gay It's not hippie it's it's very gay And then all of a sudden It's like uh, female trouble Comes out it's like oh he's just punk Now he's just punk he makes punk movies So and that is Of course all tied in all, all counterculture in America is tied in with Jewish sensibilities and Jewish humor, also. So certainly, you know, from the '50s onward, from the you know Lenny Bruce and the Second City onward. So, and then um, you know, we talked also about some other precursors. the you know, Groove Tube really was the first version of this on the screen. Um, but we should say, or I, sh- I should point out that there were a lot of sketch comedy troops doing this stuff on stage, including the Kentucky Fried Theater, Channel One. Was a combination of video and, and sketches, which is what uh, Ken Shapiro turned into the Groove Tube. Then the committee with Howard Hessman, the credibility gap with Spinal Tap plus Squiggy. That's who they were. Ace Trucking Company with uh, Fred Willard, and then the two big ones were Second City and The Groundlings, where most of the cast of this movie comes from. Mm.
2: Here's uh, another question for you. Do you know? Like, do you know if any of the stuff that's in this movie originated on stage in Kentucky Fried No, but I,
1: I can guess that the the guy zipping his pants definitely was a stage bit. You could just see that, like on a, a sketch stage. Um, a couple other ones I would think. I mean, not you know nothing that's very cinematic, which much of the movie is, but but probably you know the commercial parodies. You could do like the 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 air freshener commercial pretty effectively without all the trappings. Right Yeah that's true And then the other the last uh precursor This is the National Lampoon Radio Hour Which is just like these but it was just Audio on the air So fear of the mind Boys Is so. that
2: the stuff what's the, what's the thing that Chevy Chase did
1: He did okay so Um that was If you ever see uh the National Lampoon Documentary Drunk Stone yeah. That you see uh Joe Flaherty Gilda Radner John Belushi And Brian Doyle Murray And I think Eugene Levy They're all recording National Lampoon Radio Okay So Chevy Chase And Belushi And Bill Murray All came out of that And then they did You know The the first Lampoon show Was Lemmings Which was a parody Of Woodstock Which is fucking Mind-blowing And then they did The National Lampoon show After that Which toured College campuses And that was all They were doing It was all the same stuff As this Groovetube got it got it on the movie screen very effectively and inspired the Kentucky Fried Theater. So That right.
2: makes sense. little
1: history lessons. That makes a lot Thank of you. sense. Thank you. Very interesting. Thank you. So some more general notes before we get in. All right. All right. So, you know, this was released overseas in markets where Kentucky Fried didn't meet anything mm. as hamburger film sandwich. Mm. So much of the world got this as some version of the hamburger movie <laughs> or... You know, later there would be Hamburger the Motion Picture, which is a fucking riot, but a, a different kind. Although not, you know, very much rooted in this kind of humor. Uh, they originally wanted to call the movie Free Popcorn, but they were ordered not to by their investors. But um, well, that's
2: funny though. Then Hot Dog the Movie had nothing to do with that kind of stuff, right? It was like a ski movie, no. right?
1: Yeah, it was yes. a ski movie, and you know, a ski guy uh, is a hot dog who shows off. So, so then I just learned this today. Uva Bowl. Who's like the world's worst movie director? Like one of those guys.
2: Uh, by the way, who yes. I believe I think I'm saying this right, Chad? You would know, and Mike, you might know too. Our 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 high school pal Mark Altman wrote a screenplay for an Uwe Bowl movie. Oh. That house, of the, sense, house yeah. of the living dead I was just
0: thinking that you said that I knew it not rung about that Oh thing.
1: house of the dead the video game movie, no, I, I, saw so movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie I saw so, yeah too. we got to get Mark Altman on <laughs> one of those. I used to play yeah. that, that was one of my favorite That was my games, thing so. that was like I don't play any video games but I but yeah, played that me, game
0: Me and my meat ice we love we'll to shoot up the zombies coming at us
1: When I I lived uh, for a little <laughs> while in Astoria And they had that at this candy store near my house and it was you know most of my paycheck was converted into quarters there so but he his first movie was German fried movie. He made his own version of Kentucky Fried Movie <laughs> I gotta in nineteen ninety two. We have to find it. Yeah. I mean we have to I I'm never sure, heard I'm of
0: sure it. it's not funny.
1: Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or maybe not intentionally funny. I
1: mean, do you ever, have you guys seen Postal, which was his attempt to do like the ultimate offensive movie? I read no. about it. I know, I've never seen I gotta say, it's not good, it's not unwatchable at the same time. And there's something admirable. It's quite a compliment. Is it like that? To, is is it like it. that Friedkin movie Rampage? That's the
2: picture I got no, in my head. No, that's oh.
1: um that's called it's not rampage, oh. but it's something like that. No, that's disturbing. Yeah. Like, that's actually effectively done. That's kinda of like targets a little. Yeah, what? it's Wait, just a like that's not shooting called shooting Rampage? Streets?
2: What's it called?
1: Shit. Wait, what was the no the Freakin' movie is Rampage, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. No, no, but oh, the okay. Oval Bowl movie is called something postal. like, you know. Yeah, postal you called, see. No, no, Paul, Postal was based on the video game postal. Oh. Where you could like shoot old ladies and children and stuff.
0: Oh. Okay. So and the total uh, aside. Okay. Ben, I was what was the name of the game that we used to play in that uh
1: Berserk? Berserker?
0: The Middle Eastern world, we was had to, a we had to go robot through those trouble, run those tunnels and we would work together. That and, like, might be called Rampage too.
2: Yeah. So I think and it's we, Berserker. We were like a team. Is it Berserker? I don't remember.
1: Berserk was the was the Berserk was the little ro- guy running around with the robots, and no. Eagle Otto would try this, to get you the. Am And the guy, that, the, uh, guy face. the guy in the
0: store? would really get into it, and, like instigate us and like.
1: Find yeah. find <laughs> By the way, they had
2: good fried chicken at that place too.
0: Yes, it was. I don't know. Yeah, it was an interesting place. He was an interesting guy, but I can't. But that, <laughs> that game we would play forever. We had like a we had a the system worked out.
1: Wow. So, uh, you guys should make that movie with Uva Ball.
0: Well, we, we weren't that good. Like, Alan, Alan could play a video game and play for, like, seven hours and, like, right. master the machine. Like, well, we did okay, but that's, like, the best we ever did, like, working together. you be like, drop the bombs, go, I'm going down here. You know, then you go down the, a tube. It was good. It was fun.
2: Yeah, it wasn't Rampage. I don't know. Alan will know. He'll tell us in the—people will write into us in all our various platforms and tell yes. us what we, what we got cool. wrong. Which is a lot. I can already tell this is going to be... An episode. <laughs> People are going to be correcting us about for years to come.
1: So, uh, Amazon Women on the Moon, for which uh, Kat Ellinger and I recently did a Blu-ray commentary, was uh, conceived as Kentucky Fried Sequel. Ah. Uh, it was almost released as Kentucky Fried Sequel. Uh, then it was briefly called the best movie ever made or like the greatest movie in the world or something. Then it was Amazon Women on the Moon. But where in territories where Kentucky Fried movie had played as hamburger film sandwich, it played as cheeseburger film sandwich. <laughs> wow,
2: were they hits in in other markets?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no it was it was a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget and made countless millions of dollars in return, so yeah, no, it translated all over the world, so. And you watch it now, and so many, so much like the commercial parodies are parodies of literal commercials that we were watching at the time.
2: Right, that, <clears throat> I, that I don't remember anymore. And then I'm reading about it. I'm like, oh, okay, this, this was about yeah. this yeah, commercial. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, shall we walk through? Would you like bit by bit?
2: If you're done with your general notes, I'm. That's I'm general up for notes it. General notes are finished.
0: Let's go. Let's
1: see what. Do so I have. Uh, opening credits. It just occurred to me last night that the white t- titles on black with the campy old jazz song, like, is it could be like a little send up of Woody Allen. It just occurred to me.
2: But I don't know if he was
1: doing that that early. Well, Annie Hall. Well, that was the same year. Yeah, before yeah. Annie Hall. One? I
2: don't. Yeah. Uh, like I just watched Love and Death I can't remember Oh and it didn't
1: have that? Because that would have Been the first one uh, It have might have
2: it. had Those titles But you know With yeah. like a more Classical music background Right And
1: it wouldn't have been Right It wouldn't have been His signature at that point But, but I but just the song Yeah the karaoke Go ahead uh, This is the best Fucking piece of research Like I've ever found out Yeah Karaoke by Jonathan and Darlene Edwards. Who are not, that's not their real names. They're like an act. Yeah. Right. But it was Paul Weston who was a famous band leader and Joe Stafford, his famous singer wife. They would do like uh, this bit at parties where he was like a no talent piano player and she was a terrible singer, but they both thought they were great and had huge egos about it.
2: Yeah. And if you go to YouTube, there's a, there's a bit from the Jack Benny show where they're playing those characters and Jack Benny's trying to get them to play a song. And then when they do, he's regrets asking them. And then there's another, I saw another bit where Joe under her real name is like sitting next to Ella Fitzgerald. And the two of them are singing duets together, like real duets where not in that goofy character voice that she has in this, but yeah.
1: But then in 1958, there were rumors that uh, Jonathan and darling, because they were putting out comedy records at this point. That they were actually Harry Truman and his daughter, Margaret Truman, who was a famous alto soprano. <laughs> and that's when they, uh, Western and Stafford, they claimed clean in a Time Magazine article. They were like, no, no, it's us. <laughs> so that to me, that was amazing. I love that story. So yeah, that's
2: great. So I that was cool. That
1: so 11 o'clock news, uh, the opening, the popcorn you're eating has been pissed in fucking perfect. Yeah. Just amazing shock s- establishes exactly what the movie is. Uh, Argon oil Funny Like the shots of teenagers and Italian combs
2: Exactly I, I do appreciate but, yeah. that like the first yeah. Politically what we would think of as politically Incorrect bit Today is not leveled at any You know ethnic minority it's a level Italians It's like a, it's a goofy <laughs> <Right>. Italian Yeah
1: <laughs> I also thought it was like a declaration of Like yes th- th- we're going to get this stupid And you are going to be laughing at <laughs> it right. Like right. you are now
2: they didn't hide. I also yeah. appreciate that that Kentucky fried chicken is one of their major sources of, of oil. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I always wondered how they were able to call it Kentucky Fried, but they were obviously. Uh,
2: by so. the way, something I didn't realize until today, this movie is not Kentucky Fried Movie, it's the Kentucky Fried Movie.
1: There's a oh, the yes. in the yeah. title. There's a the in the title. Which yes. I have yeah.
2: never used and I have never heard no. anyone else use. No. True. No.
0: But, but uh, you know, obviously, there's GrooveTube, you know, with the fake news and the right. argon oil, which I guess yeah. is not too much, too far off from uh, right. whatever the one GrooveTube used. Is it GrooveTube or The GrooveTube? Oh, no. I
1: it's, believe it's The GrooveTube.
0: Oh, see?
1: Yeah.
2: What so, other movies have a The in the tile that nobody ever oh, uses? Oh, so many,
1: dude. So, like. The Star Wars?
2: <laughs> 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 the Maniac? Hey, Chad. While I have you here, we talked about this on something. I- I'm not I'm not making this up, right? A- at the end of our high school, one semester in high school in our TV class, our TV class teacher said, oh, you guys can just watch a movie, pick a movie. And we watched on like a uh, that time a big screen TV and TV class, Maniac. Am I right about that? I don't remember that. Oh Jesus!
1: Never. Mind. I'm sure it's true because we got we got to do that too, and we watched Faces of Death, <laughs> oh My God. Catholic, my Catholic <laughs> military. Academy. Might have.
0: I mean, but I think me and you, I, I saw Maniac multiple times. So maybe I just can't remember what time that was.
2: But
1: yeah, I think we'd already.
0: I, I won't. Uh, I can't say I remember for sure. All
1: right. Well. when did you first see Maniac?
0: Well, I yeah, I, for man. me, we I think saw it, saw it, it was that class. I think it oh, was maybe. in class. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean,
1: I did maybe. not see it in the theater, unfortunately, till later. Now I'm I've seen it twenty it. times in the theater, but yeah. <laughs> right,
0: me yeah. and Ben saw every horror movie together for many years. I don't remember exactly. I think we saw it in the theater, though, didn't we? Maniac. Yeah.
2: I don't think I don't think I ever saw it. I don't think I ever saw it again. Quite honestly. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, once was enough. Um, yeah, that was, that was disturbing. I think we saw pieces in a theater together.
0: I don't remember well, that. I remember okay. Maniac. <laughs> I guess we have right. varying memories on things. But yeah, okay. I, don't, I can't say I remember seeing that enough. Wait, Mr. And- uh, Z- Zarkov's class, whatever his name was. Zorov.
2: Mr. Zorov. yeah.
0: Samuel L. Zorov. Yeah, really? He was, he was very scary uh, as a teacher.
1: but Zarov. the thing from Venus. Yeah, yeah.
0: He was quite the character, but I can't say I remember that. I, I do see. remember our French uh, French director skit and that, and that stuff, but I don't remember it. Mainly. Oh, that's funny.
1: We did a, a news, like a fake news, like... I wanted to do something different. And I, I had two bits, one of which was fucking great. Uh, the news I wrote, I stole one of the jokes from Kentucky Fried Movie. where uh, He says, like, Moscow's on fire and nuclear. But I changed it to the earth is on a direct collision course with the sun. Film at 11.
2: <laughs> now, wait a minute. At your Catholic yeah. school, did you also have a TV studio? We thought we were like the
1: exclusive... No, no, we didn't have a studio. Oh. We had a fucking camcorder. Oh, okay.
0: No, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, you, we you guys really. went to
1: the place I, I should have gone to But to get my fucking father To leave me alone <laughs> I went to fucking Catholic military school I was I was accepted tomorrow. First of oh, off Oh man Had I gone there oh, I'd have been gay and, and you know Much happier as a result Throughout my teens <laughs> Yeah but Then I would have I met Rachel And been fine Um <laughs> <laughs> not that it wouldn't be fine to be gay, but it, you know, I'm happy sure. where I am now. Right? Um, no, no. I'm just, I just mean like I could have been like a full-fruited freak at Murrow, and I yeah. was not. I did not have that freedom at the, the High School of Saint Francis Xavier.
0: Yeah, but that, all um, that anger that anger that fueled you for many years, having that repressed did, anger. Yeah.
2: But they, l- let let me just say I don't, re- and Chad, maybe you can remind me. I don't remember anyone being openly gay in at Maro. And I I knew gay kids
0: at Yes, Murrow. I mean I I'm no, a little no. bit I mean, younger pretty, than you, but yeah, they were Ooh. pretty uh, obvious guys. Then I mean I you know, I don't think they were like you know wearing dresses, but. A lot of the a lot of the acting crew, the was theater pretty,
2: guys, yeah, the yeah, theater guys were oh, 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 oh. the theater guys were the guys who stole all our girlfriends, especially Chad's. What are you talking about? <laughs> fucking Adam Tomei no, was the a theater Tomei. guy.
0: But i sure. Mc- Whoa, 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 uh, Mo- 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 Monroe, Monroe Mikowski,
2: all those fuckers stole sure. our I'm fucking. Not sure
0: wound- mm? I'm not sure how he wound. I'm not sure how wound up. Then that guy John we beat up in that video, I'm pretty sure he was not straight. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. There's. Well, you're right. There's all right, that but that, one
1: right, that. that's all speculation, boys. Yes, right, we don't know. Not but not I, giving, I knew I'm out, I knew through my friend Rich that went to Murrow, I knew a, 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 at least one out gay kid, and he seemed to have other gay friends. Look, I wish there were, I'm just yeah, saying, I, yeah. you know, wasn't... But it was, I mean, that was a rough time, man, in fucking Brooklyn, no, especially. I mean, yeah, Morrow yeah, Mar- was a strange,
0: you know, there was no macho vibe at all like you know no, the studs of the school no. there weren't
1: the macho
2: like, kids there we didn't have intramural sports no. but that's different than that's different right. than what today's like everybody's you know is announces who they are and changes oh, oh, right. their gender well,
1: god knows it's nothing like today but right. yeah yeah
0: okay. no, that was not happening no. well you didn't know uh no. what was gonna happen the only good day. thing
1: is i got to go into manhattan every day and then that like that kind of opened up a lot wait, of things Wait, wait, for
2: me. wait, wait, wait. Your school was in Manhattan?
1: Yeah, my oh, school I was on 16th that. Street oh, and 6th Avenue. I didn't know. So I thought you I That I was st- two stops from 42nd Street, dude. I,
2: I thought when I used to visit you in Brooklyn, like your high school, there was something. That
1: no, was like right I went in your to, neighborhood. Uh, Elementary school I walked to was right up the block oh, okay. And then I took the fucking train For two hours a day Into Manhattan. I was going to say
0: That's far isn't it it's, it's
1: Yeah Kids from fucking Rockaway man That would mean, come yeah, into that school
0: why, And there was no closer Catholic school
1: Well no It's a really good school And it's like an old boys club And shit And you know I got in on a fucking Writing scholarship My my schoolwork was shit I'm a D minus student From day one Same here kindergarten bro kindergarten Same here at P, at, And uh But I wrote when I was 13 I wrote an essay On like the, the vacuousness Of television And I always say I swear <laughs> to God I was literally Watching Gilligan's Island as I Wrote it and loving it But like you know like It's like how I can write about Like I worked at the chemical market reporter I can write convincingly about the Asian Chemical market if you tell me to so I, I just fed them what they wanted, and I won, like, a fucking partial scholarship to the school.
0: There you go.
1: And uh, I got through. But, you know, there were no fucking girls. It, it was a fucking huge mistake, but it shut my fucking father off for five minutes. So You're like Pat Cooper. You're the genius of you. That's exactly
0: it. Yeah. I don't know if I ever met your dad. And I think yeah. I've met your mom. But I don't know if met you your met dad. my mother, yeah.
1: yeah. My father was a very good dude, but he was a very troubled guy also. But he was a very good. Dude. Your
0: sister, I remember. Maybe yeah. your mom, but Katie. I, I, don't, I don't. No, think you I did. Because my
1: mother. I had a party at my house. My mother was there for some of that. So. Right.
0: Yeah. But I don't remember your
1: dad. <laughs> No, he wasn't there. I asked him not to be there.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I
2: I I remember your birthday party and I feel like you had all kinds of relatives that were in the like
1: uh, oh, yeah. past the in kitchen. The the, in the back. We had that back, back yeah. that, that back yeah. deck. Yes, but your yeah. dad wasn't one of them.
2: No, he cats. was there. No, oh, he, he was. was there. No, no, so I, no like I had that.
1: like a big crazy party once. Oh, but it wasn't that crazy.
2: wasn't the big crazy party? We played music no. at that
1: party. Yeah, yeah. Here. No, that was a different <laughs> one. Yeah. No, my own man there were no other relatives there. Um all right. Well, that was a fascinating aside, everybody. <laughs> I
0: know, yeah. We, 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 were to, we were
1: supposed to be doing the rundown. Yeah, right, we listen, know.
2: we got okay. a lot of content to fill.
1: So, uh, AM today, I think, very good. Uh, the guy picking his nose and his ass is funny. The gorilla is genuinely unnerving. Rick Baker now, is great.
2: I want to say that, like, so if we're going, if we... There, there are some skits that I think match up skit for skit with GrooveTube. And I have to say that I think that this news... Broadcast to me is funnier than the one you guys love and groove to, which I think is right. okay. But I think this one's better. Right? The, yeah. No, I disagree.
1: I mean, I think overall well, this look. is better. Well, than yeah, first GrooveTube. of all, wait, 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 wait. we skipped you. over
0: one thing. Count, counterpoint.
2: But that's they, part of this AM today. Were and they
0: actual? I think those are the actual people, weren't they? Like the actual? Oh my, oh maybe not. No, no like, they were
1: well, they not actual oh, people. Okay. That was a local TV thing that was very popular. And then it was on 60 Minutes also. Right. right. But
0: the, oh, yeah.
2: but, but if you put that up against Food for Thought and GrooveTube, I think yeah. this is shorter and sweeter and funnier and more to the point.
1: And there's a famous one with um, Gore Vidal and... Uh, William F. Buckley. Firing line. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't firing line. Oh. This was on 60 Minutes. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yes. was a long debate. Uh, that was, they where,
1: well, they were, they were like debating. The, they were like covering like the Republican convention. And, and Gore Vidal called him a crypto Nazi. And he said, call me a Nazi again, you, yeah. you, you faggot. Oh, sh- and I will He goes, "I will pummel you and you will stay plastered.
0: <laughs> but I remember Gore, Gore Vidal found out a victory that he, that he got under his skin.
1: Yeah he did
0: And the gorilla I think Was that Stephen Bishop No
1: singer? that's later No that's Rick Baker in the gorilla suit the Stephen no, Bishop no, no. is in Catholic High School Girls in Trouble
0: Oh okay Alright sorry There's. Uh, I know I, I saw Stephen Bishop there somewhere I like there's a
2: good line in that astrology segment where you're talking about Pisces pull plugs yeah. on your
1: daughter's. <laughs> <laughs> That's which uh, to me, you know, there was a lot of jokes about violence involving children in the movie, which yeah. is a true <laughs> staple of sick humor in the 70s. And it's also the first time in the movie
2: where we get to see this arrow bit where people get, Yeah, sad, which reminded me yeah. of, as long as we're doing plugs here, Mike and I did the commentary track for... One of my favorite films, Five Corners, and that'll that's be right. coming out at some point. And that's, it reminded me of, of that bit that they do in Five Corners <laughs> with a random arrow. But it's also, it seems to me, the first time that this film is sort of openly invoking Monty Python, which I think it does throughout.
1: And Very I, much, yeah. That's another I, thing. Am I that's wrong true.
2: to think that it's taking Monty Python
1: as an influence at this time? Absolutely not, okay. no. Because Monty Python was, and again, that's another example of this humor, but it's so alien because it's so British. Right. But that that absurdism, the surrealism and everything tied together in one loop is definitely a Monty Python trait.
2: Right, it happens again when the gorilla breaks through the wall out, long after the gorilla right. segment, he comes right. through and then it happens again later on with that uh, character. Well, we'll get to that. But there's another yeah. one of these running gags throughout the
0: yeah. Movie. yeah. I didn't I never thought of that, but I I could see that now. Yeah. Even a little bit, and they were essentially maybe Benny Hill. No, not
1: no. At this point, like they were like rock stars, and this is very rock and roll comedy. This is very much the equivalent of like rock music in the seventies, and they were they really they looked like rock stars, and they were hailed as rock stars in America. uh, Monty Python,
2: yeah, and I think it's a very sort of like carefully written and very Python-esque thing that that. That that whole segment ends with that guy who's reporting outside some kind of convention yeah. and he can't hear anything the whole time and he finally yeah. gets to re- start to report on it and immediately gets hit with the arrow and and, right. Right.
1: and I have to say, I mean, I think overall everything is better here than the groove tube. But, but Chad disagrees. Because, I disagree. But let me say, t- I say it's because it's three years later. They had the groove tube as a base to work off of. Yeah, and. Again, it was it They're in Los Angeles, and Landis was a really skilled filmmaker, really good, who had a lot of experience working on a lot of movies. He started out as a kid on uh, the Dirty Dozen. He was on that set. He was in Europe on a lot of movies. So yeah, um, you know, and he's really good. He's I mean, he pulls off a fucking karate movie in the middle of this, right? Like a legitimate karate movie happens. Absolutely. So, all right, his new car, funny bit Obviously just the stage thing that killed probably every time And then, you know, arguably the the best remembered sequence of the film <laughs> Catholic high school girls in trouble Either right, a complete masterpiece end to end
0: All right, now listen Yes I haven't seen your movie and I plan on seeing it uh, Yes
1: Skin, the skin. history of nudity in film yes.
0: yes, I definitely plan on seeing that now, what are your feelings on Landis overall in the in the pan- pantheon of women's
1: uh, choosing? Show, uh, yeah, choosing I mean, from, he's, to, he's I
0: think he's got to be legendary as far as he's done. Yeah, his I mean, career. he's
1: he's uh, a Mount uh, New Olympus, uh you know,
0: Titan. That, I still think that you know, in Animal House, the is uh, there
1: a Mount Nude Olympus? In the there in the is ends, no. I just mis- made it up. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: That's not a I would have, skin to, I would have to put John Landis on, uh, very high up on the yeah
1: on the Mount Rushmore. So Mandy right? Pepperidge, it's something I learned interviewing. Actually, Peter Landau interviewed uh, Chris Miller, who co-wrote Animal House, is that uh, she had breast implants. She had like those early like silicone really? gun breast implants. Now, once you know that, you can't not notice it. Yeah.
0: Oh, but I guess I think yeah. they did a better job then than they do now.
1: Well, I mean, I, 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 yeah. you know now
0: I see it right away. I guess I didn't notice it yeah. as much
1: then. No, you'd never know back. Then you wouldn't think it was a thing back then, but it was. So. Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Landis is he he's that's a, a, a signature.
2: But I mean, let's be fair. The 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 comedy, the joke of this whole segment yeah. is is it's making fun of movies that find ways to Shoehorn nudity into these mon- exactly, Mundane yeah, situations right. Uh, right. And my favorite bit is the nude tooth Flossing thing that happens <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course.
1: The biggest laugh for me this time Was the truth about masturbation for some Yeah reason. that's great well, the and kid has got a monster face yeah. And his hands are fucking rotten well,
2: Yeah, yeah m- much like the scary gorilla This is like a legit Horror movie makeup like it's pretty yeah,
1: Nasty looking yeah. stuff Yeah
0: Right, but that, so, that, that was obviously one uh, you know uh, shocking scene to be with my mom in the theater. I was definitely.
1: I mean, I can't friggin' imagine you I guys see like, seen ah. Ushie for the first time. Do we know
0: who's like, the ah. guy?
2: Who's the guy who she says, "Show me your nuts," and he that's does... Stephen Bishop. Oh, that's oh, right, that's yeah. on yeah. and,
1: that's and on. It, 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 the hit of his career, there on and on, was a huge popular song at this yeah. time. Oh
0: wow. And he sings and then, surf no, in no, USA. No, in it, it, these guys somehow. You know, he's also in Animal House. Is, is he was, he, was well, he, he in he's in Animal. Samples? He's the folk
1: singer. Yeah, he yeah. was friends with Landis. He's uh, a California dude. Okay. That's a that's a. Funny he's a, he's on uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal podcast. A great episode. Okay. so yeah, friends with Landis, and then yes, it was the folk singer in Animal House. A Belushi destroys his guitar, and yeah. then he sings the Animal House theme song at the end.
2: Yeah, well, he's very funny in this bit, and this this yeah. is. A this is, this bit is a good example of something I was talking about when we were watching Where's Papa is how much, how much energy and money and time they devote to stuff that is on screen for a very short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, there's exactly. so much packed into that stuff. Like that clown with the whip is only on screen yeah. for like five <laughs> seconds, but yeah. you know, it's That's a crazy episode. there's a costume. They got to get that guy. Right. There's a set. There's, there's a guy
1: chained up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was quite a bit. Uh, the girl a hits the horse
1: in the ass with a cream pie. They had to get a horse. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, It might have been the right. same horse from Where's Papa from that scene. That's right. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah,
0: so that's one of the most. So
1: the lady though, in the shower it. is uh, the great Ushi Degarde, who's one of the, you know, I would say my all time favorites exploitation star, one of Russ Meyer's mamazons, as he called them. <laughs> and here's a little bit of Mr. Skin history. So, you know, the term a popular colloquial term for when you moon somebody and press your butt against the window is you call it a pressed ham. Right. So this in writing is... up Kentucky Fried Movie, I called the I called that scene Pressed Mams.
2: Nice. That became its own
1: Mr. Skin category. So.
2: Of course, there there's also Jackie Martling's famous Harvest Moon.
1: Oh, yes, yes. That's when you <laughs> take a <laughs> shit out the car window. Oh. Yeah. And I remember him saying, yeah. yeah, we drove by some lady. She said, hey, with the cigar in your mouth get back in the car (laughs) 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 that's quite an
0: action packed uh, minute or however long that is
1: so uh, Linda Chambers who's the girl rolling on the grass she's played by Lenka Novak who has a skimpy filmography but every title is a winner so you got Nurses for Sale in 1971 (laughs) Nice Moonshine County Express with John Saxon and William Conrad Seventy seven. Oh, I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky coach with Kathy Lee Crosby. Seventy eight. Uh, Vampire hookers with uh, John Carradine Seventy eight. Cheerleaders Wild Weekend, which is a, a generally genuinely wild film, and then Slaughterhouse Rock, which ah. Ben and I saw at the Kingsway. We saw some of it. Yeah, with Tony Basil and uh, the Devo soundtrack.
2: Damn a, Something what a, what a, had to give that day And it was Most of slaughterhouse LeBron,
0: yeah. I think Yeah
1: But those are, that's her total filmography Like she like She picked Classic I mean that's taste She's that's like a woman the of taste. Uh, What's his name John Cazal <laughs> Yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah exactly
0: Yeah Every movie's not legendary
1: a, Not a shimp in the bunch As they would say On Channel 11 <laughs> On the Three Stooges Festival days Yeah Okay, so then we get See You Next Wednesday and Feel Around. So, uh, See You Next Wednesday, of course, is a running gag in every John Landis movie. And it's from 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's when, uh, not Dave, uh, Frank Poole, the other astronaut, gets a video letter from his parents. His father says, See You Next Wednesday. Uh-huh. So, that's the movie playing. There's a schlock poster in the theater. Yeah. And... Um, the, the guy, the moviegoer in the feel Around movie Is Jeff Maxwell, who's best known as Igor Who was the cook on MASH Ah, he's good And I, ah. I think he has just a really inherently funny face he and He's, I, a, I he's, a, he's a groundlings guy
2: Now, I, when I was watching it today I got excited because I suddenly thought That maybe the voice of The guy who's in the scene in the movie That we don't see on screen I thought it sounded like Leslie Nielsen I was like, Leslie oh. Nielsen and I thought right? well, I thought, Oh, is this Leslie Nielsen and did he have a association with them pre airplane? Right. And I got all excited, but his name isn't in the credits, but somebody's right. name is in the voiceover credits at the end, and that's Shadow Stevens. And I thought, Oh, Shadow that's probably oh, yeah. Shadow Stevens.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. That's Shadow, pro- yeah. Shadow yeah, I, Stevens I had,
1: Benjamin, this is why we're partners. I went through the I made the same note, exact I the same point. Same, same note sponsors. as well the body at some point we have to watch we have to do something with that shadow stevens movie tracks
0: yeah okay
1: you ever seen that that science no. fiction movie but we it?
2: talked about it last week on something and and tracks yeah i can't
1: remember because yeah.
2: we were talking about that and another tracks um
1: oh yeah yeah the dennis hopper tracks right. and then tracks with <laughs> shadow stevens so that must be who that was uh the usher is michael alemo or I don't know Ali Amo. Um, Give me some of his was, screen credits. I'd he like was part of the traveling FTA show. Fuck the army <laughs> oh. with uh, Donald Sutherland and Jane Fonda. They would do like a vaudeville show outside army bases. Oh, and Donald Sutherland's
0: in this movie too.
1: And I'm thinking that he's the connection to Sutherland and Landis because Sutherland is in this, and I fucking love that part. Uh, that really kills me. And then Sutherland is in Animal House. Right, and he the biggest, the most money they spent on anything in Animal House. They spent uh, fifty thousand dollars on him. They offered him fifteen percent, and he said no. I'll oh. take the fifty grand up. <laughs> Ouch! So did they have to pay so, him more for his nudity
2: in Animal House? Was that an well, he, issue? It, was,
1: it had been uh, forty nine thousand. They gave him an extra grand for his butt, <laughs> which is one of the great laughs, I think. Yeah. Do you, do you
0: remember my famous Animal House T-shirt? Yes. I, I didn't even, this was years before the movie was out and I had no idea what I was wearing but my sister got it for me. Somehow, what do you mean be years
2: sure. be? It wasn't years before the movie no, was out.
0: Cool. It was definitely a... before the movie was out like I didn't know what these things were. Yeah, like we didn't know what the movie was. I just like my sister got the shirt from like free promo. I think she worked for like um, okay. as an intern. So I was just walking around. I was like, I was like, I don't know, Bluto. I was like, Hey, Bluto. I'm like, I don't know what
1: that is. I had a shirt. So when I worked at Hustle, we had Rip Magazine there, which was the Hard Rock magazine. So there would be just CDs and T-shirts and stuff. Just you know, you could take it. It was just swag to take.
0: Right. I would wear those to school. Yeah, and I had so
1: yeah, I had tons of. I wore them all the time. I had this one shirt for a band called Shooty's Groove. I wore this thing. It fit great. It had a cool like shape on it. It said "Shooty's Groove" with like these this weird circle around it. Wore it for years. Two like two years ago, I was like, "Oh, f- what the fuck was Shooty's Groove?" I looked it up. They were a funk metal band. Oh, I was nice. working on a funk metal band. <laughs> Chad, well, I went, I had,
2: Chad had a keep, Poco shirt.
0: Yep. Wow. Silent Poco. What, yeah. Silent Partner with was that Richard Dreyfus movie?
2: No, no. Elliot Gould.
0: Oh. Was it? Well, that's a great
1: fucking movie, Silent No, Parker. you had the Jesus. big fix, I think, which the big was big fix uh, with Moses Wine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, this is before any of the movies came out, and I'm just wearing them. And yeah. <laughs> but the
1: it derailed his career. Just,
2: it wasn't years. It was months before the movies yeah,
1: came out. Yeah, it couldn't oh, have so. been years. Well, yeah, well,
2: yeah. Back then, that it seemed like down. a long time. It that does. Right.
1: It, when you're a kid, it seems like years.
2: Right. Like, it sure did. It sure
0: did.
1: Yeah. So did you see that Tina Louise is the female voice on the screen? Oh, no. Ginger from Gilligan's Island. Yeah.
0: Sure. We remember
1: Tina. So, and that was the clip they showed on uh, the, the TV reviewers. They they would give the a little bit of the feel around when he gets burned with the blowtorch. And uh, I was eight, and I was dying as I watched.
2: I want to say, and this is a good point to say it that the, that of, out of all the sort of un-PC elements in this movie, uh, the stuff the stuff aimed at homosexuality, the jokes at the expense of the of gay people. Are the least successful to me, and they're sort of the most sort of half-hearted. Um, and it starts with this one because at the end we get, we cut back to the usher who or the attendant who's about to. Oh, yeah. Have to blow the guy, I guess Because they're about to show deep throat And he seems like disappointed Like he was excited at the prospect But it doesn't work Only because for the rest of the bit He's very nonchalant about all the stuff that he has to do And when he gives him a kiss It's sort of like, you know, he's very straight-faced So for him suddenly to be this gay character
1: Didn't didn't work for me I I, I had a different reaction to that Because I didn't think it was so much at his expense I thought it was because at that point it was like, well, this guy's cool. He's doing his job, and then you, you know, he wanted to get a blowjob, and now he's sad. Oh, okay. I really you, had that. So
2: that that was my one thought. I wasn't sure which yeah. way the blowjob goes in that scenario. I don't know if he was well, giving yeah. or receiving.
1: I would think that the usher was going to take out his dick and put it down the the throat of the guy because he had way. been he had been all he had been the total catalyst of all the action. So you know, he burned them. He's poured water on him. I would think that his you know, his wiener would go down. Fair, that, okay. That makes oh, sense. Okay.
2: That makes a little more sense. Okay.
1: But, but and there I, are yeah, some... I didn't, th- I, it, I didn't think it was too mean spirited. I no. really didn't. That th- th- at all. Yeah. No, I'm going to
2: say throughout this yeah. movie that there's chances for the movie to be mean spirited. And I think there's really only and, one that actually yeah. is, is, is you could, there's not much of an argument against it, but go ahead. We'll get to that. Right. We'll get to that. Uh,
1: okay. Night text PM. It's like, fine. I thought, whatever. It looks like an actual commercial, which is good.
2: Wait, I don't even, I don't have that one written What was that one? Oh, just, just a, a sleeping pill thing
1: Yeah, yeah I didn't even write it down <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't even bother yeah. writing that down uh,
1: High Adventure Which is the talk show with the Jacques Cousteau style Explorer, which to me was just a reminder of Another forgotten 70's thing the yeah. omnipresence of Jacques Cousteau in our he lives. Was, yes,
0: he was huge. <laughs>
1: we knew I all about him. We imitated him. We you played him in home. the pool.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you knew Jacques Cousteau was having a special, it was like a major event in the house. Yeah. I wanted to be an oceanographer until I got my on a boat wow. one time and I almost died. So I realized that wasn't going to happen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but this is another this this bit which mostly turns out to be a joke about the boom mic getting in the yeah, way of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it also has another one of these sort of half-assed uh male on male kisses that is yeah. sort of a gay joke, but not really.
1: It's sort yeah, I of- think it's just funny that they kiss, yeah. And and it's also funny because they're not like in any in any way freaked out about it. Or anything. Right. They just kiss like it's nothing. Right. So, and again, this, I would guess, is a stage bit. Like, this probably fucking destroyed on stage.
2: Yeah, but I wonder I wonder what was what the bit was on stage, because it probably wasn't
1: the boom mic. Well, they would have had the boom mic guy blacked out. They would have had a, right, yeah. a spotlight of the two guys, and the boom operator would have been so, hitting them with okay, the mic. Okay, so off, do you think that yeah. the
2: stage show had TV parodies in it?
1: I think it was all this stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it was all these commercials and yeah. everything. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm, I imagine yeah. that's what it was. Okay. Like, like SCTV was, you know, the a, a Canadian, yeah. you know, network.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. But SCTV, the SCTV stage shows were not these TV and movie oriented
1: Bits were they? Sometimes they were. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. guy Caballero, guy Cabullero. No, no, we're no but we're talking about, about the stage. stage it's about second, oh, second no, city no, shows. I don't know. I never yeah. saw the stage show. I no, know. sometimes but they shut are. Up. Yeah. Oh shit.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they are. <laughs> and then, well, you know, like, yeah, sometimes for sure. Okay. Um, and especially because this was, you know, the boomer generation, and they were they were the first ones to just wear television. They were TV culture natives, so they were, you know, consumed with it. And parodying it. Uh, the next, is the, the quick eleven o'clock news about the Moscow in flames. I said I stole that for my my bit. So the other, I'll tell you the other good bit that I, the one good thing I did and, uh, for that high school thing. We did a commercial parody. Remember the uh, grandfather and his grandson on the boat with him saying, "Jimmy is my Jewish friend." Jimmy says, "I'm prejudiced." Do you remember that PSA?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. No. So <laughs> you don't remember So it's a grandfather and a bu- And uh, So I, we did this commercial And it was just a kid Like looking up You just He was by his grandfather's legs And he, and he did the whole thing Jimmy's my Jewish friend He goes well who is Jimmy And then the real commercial he goes Jimmy's my Jewish friend He goes you are prejudiced Because you say he's your Jewish friend And not just your friend So the uh-huh. kid goes So in in the bit that I wrote, it was the kid goes, "Jimmy's some Jew I know from school. And then the guy leans down and it's Hitler. And he goes, that's my boy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's my Mike.
0: There you go.
1: (laughs) With some bad taste back then.
0: Very sweet.
2: But so this second film at 11 thing establishes this is going to be a running gag. And and I think they're all great. All these one liners are really funny every time it comes around.
1: Yeah. I wish I could say the same
2: about the Bill Bixby bit we're about to talk about, though.
1: No, it's just dumb. It's it's funny because it's Bill Bixby.
2: Right. I I couldn't figure out. I I guess that the whole thing is just a joke about how a lab invokes headaches in people so that they can test their product. Is that what we're laughing at? uh,
1: Yeah. It's again, it's a parody of a literal commercial I don't remember.
2: And I tried to figure out if Sanhedrin was supposed to mean something. I looked
1: it up that's from the bible yeah it's a <laughs>
2: supreme jewish legislative and judicial court in jerusalem yeah. under roman yeah. rule so
1: yeah yeah they were like the yeah the council of priests that brokered deals with the romans yeah i learned that in catholic school uh, but
2: we don't think that, that's, that that reference is anything other than just a...
1: It's a funny name and right. people, you know, again, it's, it's a Jewish in-joke probably. Because I'm like assuming maybe maybe humor. this
2: is a parody of an Excedrin commercial and they're trying yeah, to come up with... Like, oh, like, yeah, yes. there you go. That's was probably Excedrin, exactly... I was it, yeah.
0: Excedrin, but it could be, yeah. you know, good inside Jewish joke.
1: Yeah. Uh, household odors. So, again, that's a parody of an actual Renews It freshener ad. Uh, with people coming and, and you know, mm, you know, fish for dinner last night.
2: <laughs> well, and it's got a great punchline. Delivered yeah, does, delivered yeah. brilliantly by whoever
1: that woman is. Yeah. Did a cow shit in here? Christ. Yeah. She goes, and Christ, so that,
2: Christ, did a cow shit in
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> so, again, that was probably just a stage bit that kills. That it kills here for sure. So, all right. The wonderful world of sex. So, we have a young black couple. uh, the uh, the the male is Jack Baker, who played Sticks on Happy Days.
0: Yes, I recognized him.
1: And then do you recognize him from any of his other film work?
0: I have definitely seen it again, but I can't put my. I okay, tell you. he
1: was in the Dark Brothers movies. He was became a porn star. Oh wow! wow. So he was yes. in New Wave Hookers. He was in Let Me Tell You About White Chicks. Uh, he was in Black Throat which uh, the great band Boss Hog does an amazing cover of that theme song. It goes, now you've seen New Wave Hookers, and let me tell you about white chicks. Now you will see some black chicks sucking on some white dicks, black throat. (laughs) (laughs) I, of course, went on to work with Gregory Dark and wrote movies for him. (laughs)
2: Yeah, He didn't continue his premature ejaculation
1: bit in those movies, did he? He did not at all. He was masterful. He was uh, Devil Miss Jones three and four. He was like the guide through hell. Uh, He unfortunately became a crackhead on Hollywood Boulevard. And Greg and I occasionally would see him when we were driving around. Greg would pull over and give him a hundred dollars. He's not the guy who beat you up that night outside of. He was. He may have been, but no, no, no. He was. He was a very skinny, feeble man at that point. So no.
2: Um I I want to say this this is the one that we can compare if we're going to compare this to a groove tube bit it's the it's the cramp cooking show where it's like the bit is right. that somebody's trying to follow some intricate directions that are off stage or off screen and they're being told how to maneuver sexually in the and Uh, I don't know which one I like better. I really do like that Cramp Cooking Show, but I like this one a lot too. Good,
1: yeah. Um, Yeah,
0: Well, I I wouldn't exactly pair those two skits, but
1: uh, and the same premise in a lot of ways, yeah. (laughs) In the
0: barest of senses, and has that girl ever been anything else? She was quite. uh, No,
1: No. she was quite nice. Yeah. She's a lovely looking lady and uh, funny, funny in this, too. And it's the introduction Um, of
2: this big Jim Slade who's the other kind of Mighty Python running bit that shows up in in a later bit. I also want to say, and I'm sure you have stuff about him, but this is the first instance, first of several instances in this film where the black culture and the Jewish culture come together in ways that are funny, but not, you know, and they're, they're sort of positive. You know, right. th- 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 this doesn't turn, this doesn't pit blacks and Jews against each other. It sort of brings them together in all these sort of funny and charming ways. And so when Big Jim Slade busts into the tune of Shalom Aleichem, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, just that was, funny. That was great. That was yeah. funny. Very good. When he's was he? He's actually a football player, right? Or was a football? No, player?
1: he was a bodybuilder and oh. an, sometimes actually amazingly prolific stuntman. Still works. Really? He's now, as he's older, he's a stunt coordinator, but still will occasionally do stunt work. Wow. But look, up, look him up. Manny Perry is his name. He, he looks amazing.
0: Yeah, he's, he was quite the uh, physical specimen.
1: <laughs> he was. <laughs> so then we get to a fish full of yen. So a of yen lasts a half hour. I think it's pretty close to perfect. I think it's a great test run for airplane. Again, I love the details, as Ben said, the stuff that is barely on the screen to the point that it's like, the little side images in a Mad Magazine panel that the artist used to call "chicken fat," where they would just cram a hundred jokes that you wouldn't even necessarily ever see.
0: So, you, so page. obviously, you feel that this was much more successful than the dealers, as the yes, as the okay. Yes,
1: I, yes, I thought the dealers, now, now
0: were, you, were you a Bruce Lee fan? Did you did you see the Bruce Lee movie that? It I mean, i
1: no, I didn't. I hadn't seen it at that point, but I saw it probably shortly thereafter. Yeah, no, I, I like those movies, and I enjoy karate movies, and I've well, seen a bunch of them.
2: On our last show, I said this was the least funny part of the movie for me. And I didn't mean that to say that I didn't think it was funny. I just thought it was my least favorite part. And I I stand by that, but let me put a more positive spin on that. Right. I think this and um, there's another bit that'll come up towards the end are like... uh, What it makes me wish was... I wish that all these karate movies were actually like this. I wish they were as funny as this is, but also at the action that this has cuz this right, seems right. like it this works pretty well as like just a straight Bruce Lee movie totally um, yeah you know, and, and it's got a bunch of funny stuff in it. I do think it goes on too long. But I, I think that the other thing I have I've always had against this is that this ruined Enter the Dragon for me because you <laughs> yeah, see this right. and then you see Enter the Dragon and you're exactly. like, I know this movie already. Right. And, right. I, I and, and it's it funnier. It was funnier <laughs> the first time I saw it. <laughs>
0: right. It takes, away, it takes away the sense of danger from the movie. And I guess this is uh, obviously not politically, you know, they're really giving them a pretty funny type of. Speech, speech pattern, the lead actor. I don't. I don't. But, but
1: that way, it was not. That's not because typically the Asian uh, stereotype is they switch L's and R's. He right. like the Elmer Fudd. Yeah, you know, exactly. next time with feeling. I was kind of so wondering if fun. they
2: were if he was specifically making fun of Bruce Lee's voice because Bruce Lee has kind of a lame speaking yeah. voice when you hear. Him.
1: You know, when I first saw a Bruce Lee movie, I was shocked at. His voice and how little he was and stuff. And I mean, mm-hmm. then I saw him kicking ass, but yeah, yeah, he seemed like initially like really goofy until he started fighting. I also think it's interesting that the guy who plays the
2: Bruce Lee character here went on to do another action parody movie. At least I'm assuming it's a parody. D- the Deadpool, the, the, the Dirty Harry movie. Is that we're not supposed to take that. He's he's Dirty Harry's partner in that movie. That right. guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I knew uh, I saw him again. Okay. Yeah. I did write a list of all the things I thought were funny about this bit. You want yeah, me to please. read those off? Sure. Yes, Parts I liked. The two henchmen, Tough and Ruthless, and Rough and Toothless. I think that's a great <laughs> that word cool. yeah. yeah, I like the helicopter shot of New York that goes straight into Hong Kong. <laughs> because that's a that's a very funny sort of inside thing. I don't know I don't know about Asian exploitation movies, but Italian movies we're famous Always. for having like yeah. one minute of footage they shot in New York, yeah. and then the rest of it is back in right. Italy. Or Constantly, exactly. yeah. yeah.
1: No, and that's definitely like a a a karate movie thing, also. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: I like the guys going on their hero's journey with briefcases that they're all walk, <laughs> tr- walking through the yeah. jungle with uh, you know, the with with actual briefcases in their yeah. hands. I liked all the cutaways to the different stock footage of the wild animals that culminates animals with the
1: cheap dinosaur
2: yeah. movie stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I liked the martial arts students shooting hoops and playing basketball.
1: <laughs> Hilarious, yeah.
2: I like the dipping of the hands into that scorching hot right. sand.
1: Also, the basketball thing, a precursor. The, oh, this is going to invoke Alan Broadman here to airplane with the yeah. basketball. Yes. Stuff where the, the African tribe is just naturally <laughs>
0: adapted. Yeah, oh, 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 oh me, is this a ball? Let me try this. And like <laughs> Windmill dunks.
1: <laughs> and um, I remember Broadman told me once his father told him that fact. Because we used to talk about our fathers a lot, how they would just present shit to you as fact, like just complete bullshit, and we called them ficts, so that we would compare ficts. So one, one of his father's ficts was, you know, blacks in Africa, they, they give him a basketball, they're just great players. Right. He goes, I saw a documentary on it on PBS, he goes, airplane was on PBS, pop.
2: That's great. Um... There's uh This is. I wrote down that there's a second Detroit joke. This movie's got a lot of Detroit yeah, jokes. This was like. like and airplane has a lot of Detroit, Detroit jokes. Yeah.
0: Detroit jokes. yeah.
2: Um, I love the scene where they're pointing out the increasingly elaborate uh, recording devices in their room. Ph- 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 Phenomenal. Yeah. Yes, that was funny. I like the shadow play fighting after he beats that guy up yes, in the hallway and that thing. Yeah. I love the heroin tourists the, that they're going through, learning all about the heroin production. <laughs> yeah. factory Uh, The toy robot, obviously, is priceless. Right. Uh, The human alarm guy, the guy who's got the Mega Amazing. Yeah.
1: So funny. Yeah. Uh,
2: And it it occurred to me that this is a parody of a very specific film, not unlike Backfire is a parody of... That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except Uh, The The End of the (laughs) Dragon is a huge hit that everybody who saw this movie had probably seen.
2: Right. Well, except for us kids who then got...
1: Watch right. the dragon yeah.
2: ruin for them but this right. movie. Um and then I loved uh, the attachments, the the toothbrush. I, I wrote that attachments. yeah that was funny. funny. Hair the dryer, blow dryer the dildo. attachment, yeah. <laughs> I thought the joke names were better than the ones in Groove Tube, Hung Well, Long Wang and yes, I love that it funny. ends with enormous genitalia. <laughs> enormous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down Uh I love the dating game parody. Yeah. Um there was a Mushu pork reference in there somewhere which is right. always yes. good. I love the return of Big Jim Slade. Yeah. Uh, I love that the claw scraper makes the wall bleed. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the whole Wizard of Oz end was great. Yeah. Um, so there you, you go. He, for people who've been giving me shit for the last yeah. week and a half about me not liking uh, Fistful of You missed the what
1: was my favorite part oh, okay. this time was when they were talking about the prisoners. He goes, these are men who drink and don't care that they're here. These are All men right. who care but they don't trick. That really <laughs> killed me. Yeah. With the punchline, like, do you care? He's like, no. He goes, take him to the other sale and give him a drink.
0: Ben, what are people giving you shit about?
1: About that I said that this was my least favorite part of the movie. Oh, okay. Okay, then so we so get then. Willard Beer. Yes. Which is just funny.
2: Which I think is better than the beer bit and Groove Tube.
1: Oh, I would disagree. I would think the I think Butts beer is better because there's a point to it.
2: I just love the whole Harry Krishna thing, and I love that in the end credits, they seem to have gotten scared about using the word Harry Krishna, and they call them um, bald beer drinkers in the end credits. Yeah, bald beer drinkers.
1: (laughs) I never thought of that. Yeah. I never thought that's why. But I did love when one guy raises the mug and goes, Harry Rama? Harry Harry Rama. Rama." Harry (laughs) Rama. (laughs) So then we get another 11 o'clock news, and it's the earthquakes disrupting the Rams game. Yeah. Scott-free, completely brilliant. Yeah. Can't believe nobody turned that into an actual board game. I know. Really right. Can't.
0: Well, that, that, that comes out of left field a little bit. Like There was like nothing political in this movie, and then they just right. kind of- Right, And, and but, no, you know, nothing-
1: Groove did that also. Satirical, did, yeah. You
0: know, GrooveTube had that one little political scat number as well.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> there's also, is there a board game? There's, there's something, there's one of those brown- 25 commercials that the first one was just got like a doll and other weird things, yeah, which almost yeah. seems like it's a game. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh, but yeah, this, I, I do. I think it's perfect. Brilliant. Like bullseye. Yeah, Everything about it is
1: hilarious. That's Armageddon. Funny. Big, big laugh for me is Donald Sutherland is the clumsy waiter, especially yeah, exactly. when they go back to him as the clumsy waiter.
2: This made me, I love Donald Sutherland in this. And, um, yeah. and there's another star in this, isn't there? George Lazenby. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, From, I don't love George Christian Lazenby songs. as much. Um, but uh, but this made me want to go down a rabbit hole that I did not go down. I'm hoping maybe one of you guys can just clear it up for me. The Def Leppard song, Armageddon. Yes. It, yeah. It, what is that? Is that? or What are they singing about in that song? What's that mean? Is it just like a stupid pun?
1: I think it's just a pun.
0: I mean, I'm, they, I'm not gonna leave a Def Leppard song
1: on that album that was like all about like glam rock. That's not it though. Oh, that's Rocket. I think that was Rocket. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just it doesn't
2: mean anything. I guess I don't understand most of Def Leppard's songs. Like Pour Some Sugar <laughs> on Me, I'm not really sure what they're saying, like what it means. But I like, really don't you know, know like what Armageddon is. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: you're just going for the feel. I don't think you're supposed to, like, yeah. analyze the lyrics too deeply into the Def Leppard song. It's the feel I'll, of just I'll, pouring uh, sugar on someone. Sounds sexy. Can yeah, we
1: have whatever. a consensus on this song? Photograph is a great yeah. power pop song. Oh, it is. Like, one yeah. of the best ever. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. it's a great one.
2: Uh, ha- now, here's my question to you. Has Has any yes. le- legit power pop band ever covered it?
0: Mm. I don't know. Might be intimidated. I have to say, it's I don't it's know. hard to talk that yeah. deaf Leopard sound. <laughs> when we get that all about Chad. <laughs> we got to find that out.
1: Yeah. So, all right, United Appeal for the Dead. Completely great. Shocking to me now, especially because how gross the kid looks. Yeah. The monster movie makeup, like you said, it's a rotting child in this bit with Henry Gibson, who perfectly delivers his lines. Yeah,
0: um, that's uh, surprisingly creepy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so so then we get courtroom Which is uh, you, you mentioned the movie Backfire Which oh, we talked about I'm so on. glad
2: This is me and you again Right on the same fucking wow. page Because Aaron Lee said this thing Last week on your show About Amelia Bedelia yeah. jokes And I yeah. didn't even know What the fuck he meant But I looked it up I was like oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah. right
1: Yeah Amelia Bedelia is like Somebody tells her put out the lights And she, then they show her like Putting light bulbs on a clothes line so uh, <laughs> That's and that, this guess, is a little yeah. like four minute. I mean, that was the one I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. This is a little like five minute example of just that. And, you know, as it five minutes, it, it feels a little long, but I still think it's funny throughout. Forrest J. Ackerman is on the jury, the uh, publisher of famous monsters of Filmland, that all these guys worship. Is he
2: the guy who sort of like reaches
0: up and is like fixing his yeah. shirt? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Steven Stucker is the stenographer, who of course would be Johnny in Airplane. No, yeah, I, never I, said, really.
0: I wrote that time. Yeah, he was. Just, yeah, I, I'm surprised he, like he, he never did anything else. This. That guy, he's like, oh yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go off well, and make a career out of he, that like type. He, of, he didn't. He stick.
1: didn't. He didn't live that long, dude. Oh, okay.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. well, he had a tragic death or just a?
1: Yeah,
2: you know, he was he was driving down this one way street, and these guys Shut were up. parking in front of him, and he yelled <laughs> like, at them, they, and they fucking ran him them.
1: He was he was he was an unfortunate victim of uh, AIDS early on. He was one of the first well-known performers that died from AIDS unfortunately. Because like he it. is so hilariously brilliant and yeah, really I'm sorry he didn't go on to other things, yeah.
2: I like so. the uh, I love the calling the first witness bit. <laughs> um, right. and then there's right. another one of these half-assed gay jokes where the clerk accidentally marries the witness and they
1: kiss, but yeah, yeah. they don't really kiss.
0: Yeah. I guess this is this is the most like uh, airplane police academy type of mo- you know skit of the right. Of, well, this is just
1: concentrated into five minutes, yeah.
0: right? Just like nonstop, like oh, you
1: know. Yeah, I like the penal um, codes, codes dildo. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, so I never understood when I first saw this movie um, why the reporter is crouched down and whispering, and then you know they briefly brought back divorce court in the eighties. And that was, I guess, a trademark of divorce court is that the guy would they go to a guy who was crouched down, going like, "You know, Joe Smith is suing his wife for unfaithfulness," which is really funny. And then the Wally and the Beaver shit, I think, is great. I thought they were both perfect yes. in
2: that. Who's uh, and we know who the Beaver is? He's one of the three guys. But who is yeah. Wally?
1: That's Wally. Oh, it's it is Tony Wally. Tony that's oh, yeah. the real deal. Okay, that's what I thought. And then, of course, Barbara Billingsley, June Cleaver was in uh, Airplane, speaking jive.
0: Right. Yeah. All right.
1: So, the and Oil commercial is stupid in the middle of it. I think it was just to break it up a little. She's frying the cat. Just a little sick fry your cat joke. Uh, okay, Cleopatra Schwartz. Here's another beautiful melding
2: of the Jewish say, and the Black. This is an ultimate, yes. ver,
0: ver, you know, every Jewish man's fantasy. And,
2: and another movie where I <laughs> wish that all of those Foxy Brown movies were, were exactly like this, you know, were as funny as this. Right. Not that they're bad, but just... Yeah. One, like, wow, now, I would I like batting, to see this yeah, right.
1: movie. The batting average on on black exploitation movies, I think, is extremely high. Like you could just throw one on, and it's usually pretty great. So Marilyn Joy, who plays Cleopatra Schwartz, uh, she took the role on the condition that if they ever made a a feature film of Cleopatra Schwartz, she would get to star.
0: Sure, it. and they should. And have that's should. a shame they didn't. But right? They, yeah. made, they, they yeah. made a big mistake by not doing so.
1: Yeah, who plays
0: the husband? Who plays Schwartz?
1: Just like nobody, like he just didn't go on to anything else. I think Sid Dithers, yeah.
0: looks
1: like a- Sid Dithers looks like Sid Dithers. So, uh, Marilyn Joy has an amazing filmography. I'll give you some of her uh, titles: so Hammer in seventy two with uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson. Oh wow, uh, Hitman seventy two, Mean Mother, Wonder Women, nineteen seventy three, where her characters called Black in Brown Bikini. <laughs> student teachers a great Roger Corman movie coffee the Pam Grier masterpiece uh Detroit 9000 which sort of has a cult following I always thought it was boring it's a black exploitation movie with Alex Rocco naughty stewardesses from 73 the candy tangerine man which is a great black exploitation movie blazing stewardesses which is an al Adamson film developed as a vehicle for uh the three Stooges <laughs> Wow, and (laughs) I was not. I was not expecting. Larry had had a stroke, sure, and and was in a wheelchair, and they were still going to do it anyway. And they couldn't. Then Larry just became too ill, so they couldn't do it. So they got the two surviving Ritz brothers to take on the role of the three Stooges. Oh my God! And Harry and and uh, the other Ritz do a little dance in the middle of blazing stewardesses. Uh, okay. Ilsa Haram, Keeper, of The Oil Sheik's Happy Hooker Goes to Washington, Nurse Sherry, uh, Cheerleaders Wild Weekend, which is, we mentioned earlier, an amazing movie. Galaxina, a terrible film with Dorothy Stratton, where she played Winged Girl and Satan's Princess from
0: 1989. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, very
1: impressive. I've seen all those movies. That's that's a list of movies of hers that I've seen. Do you, was, right. do,
2: you, do, you know, do you have any idea whether they ever considered making this into a feature?
1: I don't think so. I don't I don't know. But no, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know.
2: I think they still could. Yeah, Get those guys out yeah. of retirement, whatever they're doing. Uh,
1: okay, Zinc Oxide and You I think is a masterpiece, perfectly executed. Uh,
2: lots of money, just, lots of production values in this one.
1: Yeah. And this is a parody of the educational films of the 50s where they're promoting industry and better living through chemistry. And this housewife, like all her essential tools that she needs are disappearing because this uh, zinc oxide, if it didn't exist. So it starts with like, you know, your your ladle, your cooking pan. And then yeah. it goes on to your brassiere, which is so great. Her boobs collapse.
2: Yeah, that's a really tragic Brazier loss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: okay. I thought it was sexy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it just goes crazy. Then eventually, the safety on your son's rifle, another dead kid yeah. <laughs> joke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, cl- kind of climax your your husband's pacemaker, then kind of climax with your artificial limb, yeah, which is Yeah, that's the climax. Yeah. So uh, Mary Steen played the housewife. She was an occasional actress, a prolific writer and TV producer, and the story editor and staff writer on Police Squad. Oh, wow. The Sucker Brothers and Jim Abrams Later television on. series. Good for awesome.
2: her. God bless. So now
1: we get to Danger Seekers.
2: All right. I, I, I happen to be going through all kinds of old Howard TV crap on YouTube these yeah. days, and I yeah.
1: just last night
2: saw an extended thing where they're yelling at Sal for one of his early stand-up oh, yeah. routines. Like, that all he was doing were these racist jokes right. and Artie's trying to, like, let him down gently. <laughs> you know, everyone's trying to say, you're better than that. You don't need that stuff. Right. Right. The stuff about your wife is much funnier and much more original. Right. So this, to me, was the equivalent of one of those Sal Governale stand-up bits. And I, you know... I, 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 I Again, I don't think there's any real malice atten- Intended, but it's, you know, it's just this Old hacky, like, you know It's very hacky, yeah yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, they were still <laughs> doing this bit In Die Hard 3, so, who am I to
1: Right, right, which at that point Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm Hard-pressed to say I was offended by it But it was like Come on, dudes, I mean, this is like You're getting away with something in front of us Here, it's like you're not, you know You're talking about Die Hard 3, so Die Hard 3, yeah, 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 right. yeah yeah. Which, I mean, you know I'm, I'm, We're not even going to go into the details So, But, but <laughs> if you know, you know If you know, you know um, the, So, I mean You know, I thought this was funny when I yeah, first saw I it, it But now, I think what's funny Is the fucking guy landing the hang glider The host yes. Yeah, that's The great. Daredevil Rex Kramer host just kind of casually lands his hang glider So it turns out this is a parody Of an actual TV show Called Thrill Seekers, hosted by Chuck Connors, it was syndicated seventy three seventy four. I don't remember. I that do show not remember that show. No. Hmm.
2: Well, and then and then wasn't Super Dave sort of a parody of these things too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. I, I mean, and Evil Can Evil and the whole right. thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that so,
0: guy's wearing
1: a very Evil Can Evil outfit. He's wearing the, the Evil Can Evil outfit.
0: Yeah. Which was, used, you know, in our childhood, as well as Jacques Cousteau, Evil oh Knievel specials. Yeah. Were like people quite...
1: know Can Evil. They don't know Jacques Cousteau anymore, though. Is yeah. the they guy who does the actual stunt
2: in the alleyway, is he the same guy that was in the movie theater? I can't remember. I think that
0: it might be the uh, same actor. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, as, as much as that's, you know, I, I did find the skit uh, funny. As of course you immature, did. As immature as that is. <laughs> as much as that says about me, I have to immature. say. Immature.
2: Okay, yeah. huh Okay.
0: I admit it. it, was, yeah. it was and again, funny.
1: you know, in 1977, it was a shock thing. It's a shock, you know. And but whatever. Uh it's, so fine. it's just sort of news. like low hanging. Yeah. It seems
2: like a very hacky, yeah. old timey, like yeah. low hanging fruit, stupid thing. Like, and for as long, you know, it doesn't take up enough time in the movie that I feel like they they needed it for right. length or anything.
1: It's just like what did, you know, no. So, all right, eyewitness news, of course, is the couple on the couch having sex and the. Newsman is watching, and the whole news team crowds around to watch through the screen. This
2: okay. was the most memorable thing in the movie for me, and in, in the years after I saw it the first time, and maybe because it's the end of the movie. But I, like I, right. that's what I. If, when I thought of Kentucky Fried movie,
0: I thought of this.
1: Really? Wow. Mm. Well, and,
0: and what made you think of it then? <laughs> <laughs> At what moments did you think about
1: this? Uh,
2: you know, and, and uh, I'm going to be honest. Like you know, nudity in film never. In, in like in regular movies and, you know, non-adult movies, like didn't, never really interested me that much. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, not in, I'm not, I'm not I know. I mean, <laughs> not on the same. Mike and I differ yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um. And so, you know, I think I was the sort of, just. I mean, I wasn't with my mom in the theater, but I think I was still a little probably embarrassed by it. But I was, you know, I was like, oh, this is, wow. How far are we going to go? What are we going to, what are we seeing? Yeah. And what are we going to see? And then I just thought the the bit itself was pretty funny.
1: I like the idea of these guys. Why well, the am. bit's good? And it, to me, it is sort of like here's guys getting away with something. They're like, how far can we push this?
0: Yeah, it was pretty uh, racy. Are those yeah. are those actors like uh, porn actors or uh,
1: no? You no, know, the two no. people in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> So, uh yes, I man, I'm, final...
0: I'm, I'm much more immature than you. That nudity did did mean something to me. You use that word
2: immature to cover a lot of bases.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and you're like, I never really thought nudity was that big a deal in films.
2: It's not. It's not because I was mature. I just I don't know. It just wasn't. It wasn't like I wasn't sex crazed. I was sex crazed. I just I was turned on by didn't get that from these, intelligent from scientific these journals. Seeing like nudity in 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 like Animal House or anything. You know, just I don't know. Oh come on! I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't what I take away from stuff. Although in this in this instance, apparently it was. My brain would
1: go like, I was just taking these like mental photographs. Yeah, the whole bunch of
2: those for later.
1: Yes. See, I already knew that I could
2: go back to that Playboy spread of uh, what is it called? (laughs) Cinema?
1: What is it? What was it? Sex and cinema. cinema. Every uh, either the December or holiday issue. Two separate issues. I learned in the magazine game. Uh, they uh, would do the salute to the years previous sexy movies.
0: Oh, that was which that,
2: that by was, the way. Was, when We were younger. I did see. I, I think I posted this ad on Facebook. Uh, a double feature of Groovetube and Flesh Gordon, but the Flesh Gordon yeah. was an R-rated version. Did you know that they had yeah. done an R-rated Flesh Gordon cut? was
1: never hardcore. It was it was hardcore, but they never released it in hardcore. Oh, they cut. They never it so released an
2: X, just a single X. They,
1: sometimes it was rated X, but I think it was re-rated R pretty quick. Oh, with without being cut or the same. No, cut? there's not. Yeah, without being cut. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing like overly explicit in it. Okay. I think like probably when it came out, the X was had, at that point had clearly denoted hardcore pornography.
2: And this is just so like penis shaped monsters and penis shaped spaceships
1: right. and nudity. There's a lot of nudity and stuff, but it was shot hardcore. Um, and then he decided not to release it hardcore. Huh. Unlike Alice in Wonderland, it was the same people, which they did shoot hardcore and released hardcore and R rated. I
0: think I
1: saw that. But the, gr-
0: the girl, the girl from yeah. uh, Meatballs. Meatballs, yes, I did see.
1: And uh, the big brawl with Jackie Chan. So oh. I think
0: I saw Flesh Gordon as well.
1: Yeah. Both, both well worth seeing. Yes. Both just gross and disturbing, <laughs> but also funny and cool.
2: Somebody wants us to do a Flesh Gordon episode. I guess they need, we they'll can need to that. pay us on Patreon, but also... That's right, yeah. It'll have to be one of our 70 movies we never saw in the 70s. Or that's least right.
1: Me, that's no, cool. I didn't see it in the 70s. Okay, but good. i obsessed on it. needed to know more about it. Yeah. Um, so then the final... 11 o'clock news gag is, I'm not wearing any pants, film at 11. That was in the trailer. That was a funny line in the trailer for the movie, before the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. And uh, so that's the 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 Kentucky Fried movies. Yes, there
0: the you trailer.
2: have it. Chad, I want to thank blessed. you for suggesting these movies, because I probably never tremendous. would have watched them again, and I'm happy I, that I did. This is great. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy. It's good uh, to revisit. was able
1: to help helped? Thank you, Chad. Uh, We're going to wrap Chad. up our regular episode here. Yeah. You should Patreon us and uh, stick around for the, the bonus episode with Chad, where we talk about also showing in the New York City area when Kentucky Fried Movie opened.
2: Can we take a five-minute or less pee Thanks. break? We
1: certainly can. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh-oh. Everyone All keep right.
2: their stuff running. I'm just going <coughs> to go take a wee <laughs>